Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. I'm Melissa Sawyer, Global Head of SNC's M&A Practice, and I'm joined today by Mark Trevino, who is the managing partner of our executive compensation group. Together, Mark and I also co-head the firm's corporate governance practice. And today we're going to be talking about what to expect in corporate governance in 2024. There's always uncertainty in these crystal ball predictions particularly where, as here, there are overlapping regulatory, social, and business forces at work. But we're confident that at least a few of the themes that we're going to be discussing today will be prominent in 2024. I want to start us off by discussing the ongoing trend of increased shareholder proposals focused on environmental, social, and political topics, or ESP topics. By way of background, Rule 14A8 of the Securities and Exchange Act of 1934 provides a framework under which a public company shareholder can request that a proposal be included in the company's proxy statement. Proposals that make it onto the proxy statement are voted on at the company's shareholder meeting. Even when they're approved by shareholders, these proposals are usually precatory and not self-executing. However, the proxy advisors and many institutional investors have policies that they will withhold votes from directors who fail to implement a shareholder proposal that got majority approval. That gives teeth to these precatory proposals and results in many boards taking actions to be responsive to the proposals that get majority approval. In late 2021, the SEC issued guidance that in effect significantly restricted the grounds on which companies could obtain no action relief to exclude ESP-related 1488 proposals. As a result, in the 2022 proxy season, we saw a drastic increase in ESP-focused shareholder proposals. They accounted for 63% of the proposals in the first half of 2022. Those numbers only went up in 2023, including a 500% increase in reproductive rights proposals following the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs. So here comes our prediction. We expect these trends will continue or potentially even accelerate in 2024. The lead up to next year's presidential election could bring some ESP issues to the forefront of public attention resulting in a corresponding rise in shareholder proposals, including from so-called anti-ESG proponents. I think this will be particularly true for brand name companies, consumer, retail, and tech companies that have recognizable names or outspoken executives. Now, I'm gonna turn it over to Mark, who's gonna be discussing how this trend fits with what we're seeing in ESG issues more generally. Thank you, Melissa. I did want to touch briefly on environmental and social matters as they relate to the broader legislative and political climate. As you just mentioned, and as we've discussed in our 2023 corporate governance developments, environmental and social issues are becoming increasingly polarized and politicized. In addition to the shareholder proposals we just discussed, environmental and social matters are also at the center of a growing web of legislative and other government actions at multiple levels. I think we can safely predict that we will see the SEC's new regulation on climate disclosure either in December or very early next year. 
But we are also predicting as a result of the upcoming presidential and congressional elections that we're going to have additional governance scrutiny of companies' ESG policies, so much so that even using the letters ESG has become politicized. And we are seeing that not only at the state level, but also at the local level, then of course internationally as well. So we recommend that clients be mindful of this increased scrutiny when implementing business decisions relating to environmental and social matters and thoroughly monitor pending and proposed legislation in the states and similar government activity at the federal level and at the attorney general level as well. A record of the decision-making process and the business rationale may be extremely helpful in the event that someone is cut up in a legal challenge around these. Finally, I would like to spend some time to discuss more conventional corporate governance topic, exculpation. In August of last year, Delaware amended Section 102B7 of the Delaware General Corporation Law to allow exculpation of certain senior officers. Previously, this had been available only to directors, and this type of exculpation limits or eliminates the personal liability that such an officer may have for monetary damages for breaches of the duty of care but not loyalty and good faith. In this case, claims brought directly by the company or derivatively on its behalf also would be excluded. Implementing an officer exculpation provision requires an amendment to the charter or certificate of corporation, which requires a shareholder vote. Last year was the first proxy season following the amendment of this section. Only around 270 companies put an officer exculpation proposal to a vote, with a significant number of companies taking a wait-and-see approach. We think that many of these holdouts should be encouraged by the fact that 84% of the voted proposals receive the requisite number of votes. Companies looking to implement an officer exculpation provision next year should be mindful of proxy advisor ISS and Glass-Lewis policies on the subject. ISS makes recommendations on a case-by-case basis, while Glass-Lewis generally recommends against officer exculpation provisions. Lastly, boards planning to put exculpation provisions to a vote will need to remember that charter amendments require a preliminary proxy, which in turn requires additional planning. Our prediction? The environment will not get better for including officer exculpation in your charter. Thanks for listening to SNC Critical Insights. We very much appreciate it. For more information about our corporate governance practice, please visit us on our website at www.sullcrom.com.